Hi, I'm James Schellinglaw for Insider Travel Report, and I'm here with Captain Martin Grazer, who's the captain of National Geographic Resolution, the newest Lindblad expedition ship, and we're on the very end of a cruise, an incredible cruise to Antarctica, and, but we wanted to take some time to talk about this new vessel because it's only a few months old, really, and I guess he's the guy to talk to about that. So you're going to find out about all that and more on Insider Travel Report. Now, Captain, first of all, again, it's been a wonderful cruise. Um, had a lot of fun. Um, the accommodations are excellent. The ship is beautiful. But let's talk, let's talk numbers on this ship. Uh, first of all, how many passengers can it, can it have? How many guests? 126 guests. 126 guests. When did you uh, take delivery on this ship? Uh, on the 30th of September this uh, last year. And you've been at it from the beginning, although I knew you took yeah. a little break in between, but yeah. then you came back, and this is your first season in Antarctica, right? Absolutely. First season with this ship, not my first season in Antarctica, no. 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 How long have you been with uh, Lindblad? Um, I started with Lindblad as a chief officer back in 2003. Oh, wow. And then I was away for nine years, captaining another ship, and then I came back to Lindblad in 2015. So now here you are, Captain of this. They, they must have entrusted you with one of their two top new ships, right? Yeah, I think so. I was also the one who was the first one on site uh, uh, during the new build of Endurance, the sister ship of this one. Now, what is different about this ship? Uh, we've heard, I mean, I'll start off with the one we all hear about, the X-Bow. What is the X-Bow? So the X-Bow is, a, 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 let's say, a brand new bow form. And uh, if you think about a traditional bow that, uh, 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 so to say, um, pushes water to the sides, it unfortunately leads to slamming. And the X-Bow uh, uh, can be more um, compared to like a dolphin, a dolphin nose. And so it dips into the water in a different way, avoids slamming pretty much altogether. So the, the, the real beauty is that you have less speed loss. Uh, when you're uh, going into head-on seas, and um, you also have a much more comfortable ride. Well, that's the big thing. Everybody talks about the, the infamous Drake Passage, although we had a very good passage uh, coming over, very little. I hear it's going to be a little bit more more rounding waves coming back, but it, it was an incredible, comfortable ride, and that's sort of what the X-Bow does, right? Yeah, absolutely. And of course, on the way down, there was so little sea that the X-Bow wasn't really the reason for it because we had almost flat calm seas. But we will have head-on seas uh, uh, later this afternoon and this evening, and then you will see the difference. And uh, the, the big difference is like, like, for example, just an example, our cabins are very far forward. We are living, so to say, in the bow area. On a traditional ship, you could not live in the bow area. It would slam so hard. So all you put in there is rope stores, paint stores, whatever you want on a traditional ship. Definitely no cabins, and I have one of the most forward cabins here on the ship, and I've been sleeping very well all throughout the Antarctic season. There is no slamming. I mean, the ship still pitches. That is, every ship has to go over the waves and will pitch a little bit when you have big seas, but it will. Uh, the expow does avoid the slamming. Now, the other thing about this is that this. Now, this is a pol what, what what polar class is it? It's polar class five. So it was. 
at the time when Endurance was, was launched and built, it was the uh, highest ice strengthened ship in the world. Uh, past the resolution, it's twinned the same one. Yeah, yeah uh, pa uh, the resolution as well. So this is so-called a Polar Class A ship. Uh, that means uh, uh, the ships can operate year-round in polar waters. And uh, there's only... Uh, uh, less than a handful of, of expedition cruise ships that have uh, that are polar class A. Well, I have to tell you, I'm very impressed because we went immediately, as soon as we got to Antarctica, we went through the Lamar Passage or right through, and it was, you're going past icebergs and everything else, and it went right through. And then later on, we went into sort of the, the real ice uh, across the, Arctic, uh, the Antarctic Circle, and you went straight in there. Yeah, that was a very interesting day because uh, uh, with any other ship, um, uh, you would have probably not tempted that. Uh, what was was that there was a lot of icebergs, growlups, bergy bits, and also uh, uh, one-year-old sea ice packed up against uh, 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 the fast ice edge, and it was packed up for miles. So, of course, we can penetrate uh, that ice. You have to avoid the hard ice, the growlers, the bergy bits, the icebergs, and, and pass through the one-year-old sea ice. It was nar very narrow passages at some time. Uh, uh, at times, but we actually, of course, you can reach the ice edge. What happens afterwards is like that stuff packs up again behind. And behind, I was saying, how are we getting out of here? Now, of course, we had a, you, you actually presided over a wedding on the ice, which was, I guess it was a first for you. I don't know if you've no, done other weddings. I've done, I've done. This was my third one. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's not, not uh, you know, we're thinking, oh my God, this is great. But then we were there for a while and then I looked in, you know, towards the stern of the ship and you had all the ice behind you, right? Exactly, and that is the, the, the was the crux of the problem. So if you would go in with a normal shaft line ship, you would have a hard time, or it would be impossible to turn in that uh, ice. But uh, here our pods come in, so we have basically uh, uh, potted drives there, electric engines that you can turn 360 degrees. You can basically call it two outboard engines that you can turn 360 degrees at the back of the ship. And that allowed us to flush the ice away. So when we parked in the ice, I tried not to push the ship too far into the fast ice so that the stern would still stick out into the uh, 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 into the mix of ice behind us so that we before going out we could so to say flush and flush and flush with these I saw that you know it's yeah. like you know this, this, the engines were going and everything else and you got it but then I remember waking up late when, when you know in late at night and I looked outside and you guys were all on the bridge and there was this kind of major berg right next to us and I was like oh wow that is amazing that you can get by that yeah, yeah, we can we can definitely do things with this ship that you weren't able to do, and it's a mix, of course, of the ice class, that gives you the strength of the hull, but also the power of our engines. Like uh, just as a comparison, the National Geographic in, uh, Orion, that was my last ship, had uh, 2,800 horsepower. Here we have close to 10,000 horsepower. That's a very big difference, and and we have basically as much power in the bow thrusters as the Orion had in her in her main engines. So the ship is very powerful. That power allows you to flush the ice, and of course the the last uh, uh, thing here in that mix is having pods because by being able to direct the pod wash in any direction you can actually create a pocket of open water and then you can turn the ship around in the ice and face outwards and then push through the ice again and if you're of course uh, uh, trying to back out that won't work because your stern uh, uh, will um, pile there will be ice piling up at your stern because our stern is relatively flat so you will not make it very far uh, with a stern movement so you basically have to turn the ship around 
around 180 degrees. And if you don't have the pods, we wouldn't have been able to do it. So when I, I calculated that before going in, I said, okay, that ice is soft enough that we can actually flush mm-hmm. and that we can actually turn the ship around and get out of here. And that's the, the, the tricky part. Whenever you go into ice, you always have to have an exit strategy. I would think so. Otherwise, you're going to be marooned here like uh, Shackleton or something. <laughs> you don't want to be that, right? Well, we had we had also the wind that was changing that night. So eventually in the next day, they forecasted very strong southerly winds that would have blown the ice out. So eventually a day later, we would have been naturally released, so to say. So it wasn't that uh, so much of a risk. But uh, 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 we, of course, want to stick to a schedule, want to go. Uh, and, and of course, we have to try out the capabilities of the ship. It was the first time I actually made her turn around 180 degrees in that dense uh, ice. And it, I was actually surprised. It took us not more than about 30 minutes and we, were, uh, we had the ship turn around. I know. And it was great. We, and so we could make our time. In fact, you've made all the, I mean, we, the, our expedition leader, Sean, is telling us how grateful he is that you could get him to the places that they wanted to go. I think the most the, the reason why we didn't get into some islands was maybe there was a lot of uh, seals on the island and they didn't want to mess with the seals and so we went to another landing. But you got us everywhere that they wanted to go. Yeah, and, and, and there is another uh, factor to these new ships, of course. It's not only comfort, uh, uh, that it's silent, that it's quiet, but it's also the speed. I mean, we do considerably more speed. We can do up to 70 knots. Of course, uh, for economical reasons, we are usually going about six, 16 and a half maximum, which is still very fast compared to the older ships. So the older ships were doing like uh, uh, 13, 14, maybe 15 in very calm conditions, but they also lost a lot of speed in the drag passage. So this ship plows through the drag passage with an average of 15 and a half, 16 knots and that makes you gain a lot of time so our landing that we do now we have never been able to do with any other ship so we can add pretty much a half a day on the way north and we add at least half a day if not a full day on the way south it's like yes absolutely that's like normally you in the old days you had two days in the drag passage and if you arrived in the afternoon of the second day here in the South Shetlands, you were lucky. So now on, on this trip, we headed straight much further south to the Lemaire Channel, and we were actually there in the morning of the first day, uh, the second day Which out. It was a spectacular way to arrive in Antarctica. Oh. As our first year was the most amazing day. We did that. We did. We did, went out in the zodiacs and we did yeah. icebergs, and we even had penguins by the end of the day. So you can actually you you add a lot of time just because the ship is fast. Now, uh, talk about what's the power source? You said you have Azipod motors, but what what kind of motors do you have uh, for the ship? The ship is diesel electric. That means it's driven by electric motors, but the power is is created by diesel generators. So we have four diesel generators. They are GE, a General Electric, uh, American brand. Um, they have one particularity. They're extremely clean running uh, because they have exhaust gas recycling, which is also a relatively new thing in, in, in at least on, on, on cruise ships. I haven't heard that anybody has those engines yet. Um, there is basically, you can see it already when you look up uh, uh, into to the funnel, there's never any smoke coming out there. No, it is it is very clean and it's very smooth the whole thing and then you have a wonderful operation with your zodiacs uh, I've never seen where you can unload them on those sides and and get them out you can board on both port and starboard sides you can you can board in the stern uh, there's so many ways to get on the zodiacs and then you have of course have your sea kayaks too so you're pretty well outfitted right 
Yeah, very well outfitted. Like expedition-wise, I think that's the, the, the most versatile operation uh, uh, possible. So if you think about it, we have, uh, as you already said, we have two side gates, so we can always protect at least one. But also with a pod, we can turn the stern of the ship into the wind, create a, a, a pod wash to both sides, which calm the sea. So that works actually in up to 35 knot winds. We have relatively calm conditions at the side gates. We can also, if we have lots of ice, moving or we have uh, very strong winds we can put the bow into the wind and then we have a calm stern platform so we can operate on stern platforms on the sides there's also something very particular about these side gates they are so-called flooding side gates so they're very low and we don't care that if a wave ever you know uh, comes in there it drains straight out so they're called flooding side gates and and that uh, is so much smarter than having like many ships have platforms sticking out on the side you permanently have to worry about ice drifting in to this platform damaging your platform here there is no platform it's just the hull side that's flush and if there's ice coming down well you just wait until it's passed and 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 then you pull up to to the to the side gate again so this is incredible and another uh, feature as you mentioned uh, as well was the boat garage the boat garage has many advantages but the main advantage is speed everything goes so much faster because the zodiacs are right ab like above the waterline you don't have to drop them from yeah, the top from the deck top. And, and and that takes time and also then you have to get the driver in drivers have to sometimes ride up which is dangerous here you drop them basically from two meters height that it, it goes very quick so we can deploy uh, uh in a bit over 10 minutes 10 zodiacs which is is, is speeding up the operation and of course that is in uh, the bene in, in the benefit uh, for for our guests yeah, certainly, and 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 whenever whenever Sean, our our expedition uh, leader, says we're we we got boats in the water, I know I'll probably take me longer to put on my boots than it takes for them to get the boat in the water. Absolutely, that's the the whole thing is about speed, but then the garage has other advantages, like major advantages. So you have the boats in the dry, so when it's snowing outside or it's raining, they're never wet. So you get dry boats in the water coming out from the garage you can work on those boats inside the garage if you have a, a rip or you have to do a repair well you can repair the boats inside a warm garage they're away from uv influence so they they will last much longer so the boat garage is is, is a huge deal no, and I, I really the, the, and then of course the technology here we're in the we're actually here on the bridge you can't see it over there uh, i mean it looks like a star trek type bridge here i've, say, I've seen bridges and they are most like but you really have a high-tech uh, control center here absolutely i mean uh, the the bridge also we have been heavily involved in designing it but also the shipyard has brought in a lot of experience here because they are uh, uh, they were making some of the most high-end offshore vessels in the industry and that's uh, actually the setup we have is a typical offshore bridge but we have adapted it to work uh, 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 very well for our operation as a, as a cruise ship operation one of the biggest advantages is that our screens that we have in front of us are not mounted on consoles they're mounted directly against the wall above and 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 below the windows so you can actually step right up to the window and look down and you you basically from the chair where you're steering the ship from you can basically just get up and look straight down and so you can you, you uh, there's very little uh, dead zone in front of the ship that uh, you can't see so uh, um, it's very good when you're driving in ice to be precise to to to, to have such a great view from the bridge now, now for your, your, we're down in antarctic and the season ends what april is it when yeah it, in, in march mid-march mid -March. March and, and then of course you're going to make 
make your way up to the Arctic, right? Up to the Arctic, and then we're going to do uh, uh, trips up in the Arctic. And then we're going to do Svalbard, Iceland, Greenland, uh, and the Northwest Passage as well, and, 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 and uh, Far East Russia. Are those any different challenges than down here? Oh, they can be different. You know, ice is ice in the end, but, uh, uh, you know, um, here the uh, most part of the Antarctic Peninsula, if you've, as you've seen, uh, is ice-free. There's, there's uh, a lot of open water. Then you have, of course, once you go south of the Circle or you go into the Weddell Sea, which we now extensively do so that we are not, you know, going to the same place that everybody goes to. We go to exceptional places. We try to push south of the circle almost every trip or into the Weddell Sea. We have reached uh, 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 further south in the Weddell Sea than, than most other operators have ever been. The previous trip we have been actually further south than Lindblad has ever been in the Weddell Sea. And, and in these areas you have a lot of ice. You, you have to deal with a lot of ice. But uh, the north uh, can also be very treacherous. When you think about Svobard in the very early Early season has a lot of ice. Sometimes it is uh, 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 multi-year-old ice. East Greenland, you have the East Greenland current bringing down lots of the North Polar ice. That can be very tricky. And also we have the Northwest Passage at a relatively early time in the year to do. And 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 you the the the, the stakes there are we are not playing with ice here down here. We can basically say there's too much ice. We're not doing it right. When you have a Northwest Passage, you have to get through. You have to get through because there's cruises that you have to do on the other side, right? They're already sold there. <laughs> you have to do them. So there it's a must to get through the ice. So 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 those cruises can be very challenging. As it sounds like this ship is pretty well equipped to handle that though. Oh, it's very well equipped to handle it. But you know, uh, when you're facing multi-year-old pack ice, uh, uh, um, even icebreakers can have trouble. So, of course, the ship is, 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 as a passenger ship, very strong. It is actually technically an, an, uh, an icebreaker, but you need a lot of pushing power to get through uh, uh, some of that hard ice, and you have to do it slowly. You lose time, uh, uh, and then it's a critical cruise because we have to make it through to be on the other side. So, so you want uh, a lot of power, of course, and you want a powerful ship to actually propose a northwest passage as a one-way trip. Okay. Now, we go out to about 100,000 travel advisors in the United States who are booking your ship. Uh, what do you want to leave them with for, about this ship that they should tell their clients you know, in terms of the, the running of the ship, in terms of the comfort, uh, in terms of you know, this whole this revolutionary new design? I mean, what, 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 can they, what, what can they tell them? Like, you're going to be good. You're going to be fine, right? Yeah, it is uh, an incredible ship. I would say if you compare it uh, to all the new builds of our competitors, and it's not like nice to, 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 to talk bad about competitors. It's not nothing I want to do, really. But I can say those ships are far advanced. It's just a new generation. And, and the, the, the difference is that this ship combines basically a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, uh, great things. You combine the X-Bow with uh, uh, comfort of... of extremely comfortable stabilizers, even zero speed stabilizers. You have a super modern bridge that's very well set up. You have PC5 ice class, you have ATSI pods. You, this, this ship is actually built with a silence class mm -hmm. and a comfort class. That's uh, uh, another thing. And when they did the measurements for silent and comfort class, they said we were exceeding yacht standards. So the ship is very, very comfortable. It's very capable. Mm -hmm. And then we have what we talked about, all these opportunities with expedition 
transmission operation. And I think this is the first polar ship new build that Lindblad has ever built. And as an operator, we do have tremendous experience in the industry. And th so this was basically the first time we could put all the experience into building a, a new built uh, ship because so far we have operated ships that were basically refits so we have bought an old ship or an older ship that has been in operation before built by somebody else and refitted it and this time we could do it exactly as we wanted and 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 i can just say we pretty much nailed it and and uh, i think that uh, reflects in um, what we have been able to do this season we have had unbelievably good voyages i we haven't missed a single one and uh, uh, I think uh, uh, um, well I'm I also have to talk about the comfort on board and and having two restaurants and and having uh, uh, the events up into Paya I, I think this also from a gastronomic uh, um, point of view the food is very good yeah. from a hotel point of view it's it's a whole notch up from the ships we used to have and and I think uh, uh, guests will necessarily be be happy on one of our expeditions well, Captain, I want to thank you for taking all this time to tell me about this wonderful vessel. It's a brand new vessel. Uh, it, it will get your clients to Antarctica or the Arctic in comfort and style and speed. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season here in Antarctica and then also up in the Arctic. Yeah, and hope to see you again. And I would love to be up here, yeah. And welcome a lot of new guests to our product and our company. Absolutely. I'm James Schellinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.